Welcome to Crave the Rave, a naughty podcast for old school ravers who need a fix of the rave. I'm Lady Bizar. And I'm Jess the Mess. On each episode, we'll be reminiscing over hilarious, embarrassing, and damn right mental stories from our raver days. Think trippy tales, fezzy fails, and stories from the sesh. We've seen, heard, and done it all. And we bet you have too. So join us for a trip down memory lane. Hello, Lara. Hello, Jess. How you doing? Yeah, really good, actually. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited for this one. We've got some funny stories. It's going to be a good one. (laughs) It's close to Valentine's Day, which means we have to talk about love at the raves. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to say we're going to do this one in two parts. Uh One, there's just so much to cover off. We've had so many creeps and funny stories that... It's just good if we can split it over two episodes. And two, I'm going on holiday next week. I'm very busy. So if you don't mind, I'd rather record two today. Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, what's new with you then, Lara? Well, (laughs) I have a confession to make. Oh, yeah? You know how, like, we were set up to record tomorrow... And then I was like, oh, there's this villa party and I've been invited on Saturday night. Is there any chance we can like move everything around and us do it on Saturday instead? Yeah. Well, the party actually ended up being last night. Uh, No. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't really slept much. Oh my God. (laughs) I thought so, because when I called you about an hour ago, you weren't picking up and I thought, I bet she's been out. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it good? It was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got to like, I don't know, it's like 5.30, whatever, and I was like, hang on a second. You know when you have to like count back from the time of the thing that you're doing, but it feels like ages away and then you actually realise it's not. I was like, fuck, I was like, wait. Even if I go to bed in like an hour, I was like, I'm not going to get any sleep before doing this podcast. So I had to get myself out of there. But it was so hard to leave. I didn't want to leave. Oh, bless you. I love that you were like panicking about (laughs) recording the podcast as though it's like work. Well, don't worry about it, babes. (laughs) I know, but I want my brain to be working and it feels like it's at about 20% capacity. But we're going to have a laugh anyway. So if I sound a bit wrecked, that's why. So did any dramas happen you think you want to tell everyone about? No, no drama. I just like literally ended up sat in this corner for about three hours just chatting to this one guy. Not in like a... Did you fancy him? No. (laughs) Not at all. I think, well, he came very... Before I left, he came very eagerly looking for me um, to find... To get my Instagram. I could see him and his friend like edging closer and closer to like you know plot how he was gonna get my <laughs> my contact and I'll share my Instagram no problem it's crave the rave podcast <laughs> have you ever had a night where you've actually really got on well with someone like at the rave and then like you don't know how to ask for their number or give your number yeah but I now I've, I've made that mistake once or twice where you don't and then you're like fuck why didn't I now I mm. don't give a fuck and if I want it I'm just like hey I just say like oh we should totally connect you know so I can give you those recommendations for Mexico or whatever you know yeah I just say something that makes it seem le- more aloof and less like that I just want their digits with social media it makes it a lot easier totally it's so much less like commitment to be like oh yeah let me just hit your insta man <laughs> although that was Facebook when we were when we were younger it'd be like oh yeah let's be Facebook friends and you just collected facebook friends didn't you oh 
cringe and then you wake up in the morning about a hundred new Facebook <laughs> mates and you never ever want to see any of them again. That's literally <laughs> the story of my fucking life. That is that. you all over. I know. Every fucking rave I'd find you chewing someone's ear off in the corner and maybe having made <gasps> best, 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 best friends forever slash for four hours or whatever. Cringe, 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 cringe. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good. Well, I have actually been out as well, Lara. Woo! Oh. We need a sound effect that go, woo! <laughs> um, because it is a miracle since the whole time since recording Crave the Rave, I haven't actually been out on a good night out. So I've finally been out. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was really, really, really good. I went to the Fabio Groove Rider night at Hammersmith Apollo and it was 10 out of 10. They took you through the rave from like, the night, early 90s all the way through to current day mm-hmm. and it was all the classic tunes and it had live orchestra. It was amazing. It was so uh-huh. good. A um, couple of things I'd say is um, it was very much couples. Okay. So it was really, it was actually really nice. A lot of older people. It wasn't a druggy vibe, which was so lovely. There were people geared up, but it wasn't a druggy vibe overall. Do you know what I mean? It was a really... Which is really funny because on the last episode, you literally said, no, I never used the word gear. <laughs> I know, I know. And that was stuck with me. But there were people geared up. Like, you could tell they were. Like, that was... It's a good word. It's a good adjective. It was a way to describe these people. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were like, they were like, Cockney's geared up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, and then um, it was just so good. Like, it had like the respect of a rave. Like, everyone was like polite to each other. So, like, I put my coat over, like, a banister because the cloakroom queue was so long. Yeah. So I had it then, and there was a girl coming over. She didn't know where to put her coat. So I was like, go and put your coat on top of my coat. <laughs> She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, go on. It was just really polite and nice, and everyone was really respectful. I can't believe that that makes the highlight real. <laughs> this girl put her coat on where my coat was. Like, what the f- Best drum and bass night ever. And, like, that's the highlight. <laughs> Oh yeah, good point, good point. But what I mean is that everyone was just so nice and respectful and decent to each other and it just made me, it just reminded me of what I love about raves. Yeah. You know, know, if you knocked into somebody by accident, you say sorry or they say sorry to you and like letting people through with drinks and it was just such a nice vibe. That's cool. Um, Older crowd, as I said, like we were probably the youngest really. Other than people that brought their kids. There was quite a few people that brought their kids. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it was perfect for that. It was a good vibe for that. I mean, when I say kids, they were probably like, 14 plus, maybe 16, whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And actually a really nice environment for them to be in because it finished at 11, mate. It finished at 10.30. Didn't you go sober? I was like, well, I, yeah, I drove home. So I had <laughs> a full beer. By that, I say a pint, and then I had a half pint. Um, <laughs> and, but you know what? I felt fucking buzzing. Yeah, 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 of course. I felt buzzing the whole time. Drum and bass will do that to you. I was high. I was like the guy that was driving the car and he got pulled over because he was high on drum and bass, mate. I was fucking <laughs> high on drum and bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really good. It was really nice to not feel shit the next day, but I'd yeah. had a really good night. Yeah, yeah. What was the, was there like a certain like tune or like moment that was like the climax? Um, well, do you know David Rodigan was the support act oh, right. to me and Ashley were like, oh, fucking hell, David Rodigan, right? Because, you know, everyone's seen David Rodigan a thousand times. He kiss 100, isn't he? But he makes out as though he's the godfather of fucking reggae. Anyway, <laughs> we're a bit disappointed that it was David Rodigan. And he was amazing. He wasn't the highlight of it. 
he was literally an old man pressing a DJ set, but he was he was actually really cute. This old man dancing on stage, <laughs> and um, me and Ashley were like, oh, I think we were a bit rude about David Rolligan. Actually, he's um, he was better than I thought he was going to be. So that was quite he good. He was to popping sort of, off. He was popping <laughs> off, but the whole thing was unreal. It was amazing. Sick. That's sick. Yeah. God. The only thing is, I did regret not wearing a good enough bra. So like. <laughs> I think I haven't been raving too many times since I've had a kid, and so my boobs aren't the same. So I was looking around at these younger people. I thought you don't have kids because you're bouncing around. Your Wait, t- younger people? I thought you were the younger. No, I say younger people in in those little question marky things because they were about thirty. Okay, but I was like, I looked at them and I thought you don't have kids because you haven't got saggy tits and your boobs look really good. Whereas I was a bit unprepared uh, for the dancing that was about to be had. I didn't know what to expect, really. Ashley booked it. So had I have expect, I would have bought a bloody massive coat or a massive bag and I would have had a better bra on. But you live and you learn, you live and you learn. <laughs> Talking of Ashley booking it, I have another confession. I know. Did he tell you? <laughs> yeah, you told him to book it. Yeah, genius. my idea. I didn't want to tell you at the time. I was like, I don't want to ruin... No, no, he told me. He, he gave me the credit, didn't he? He gave me the credit. He gave me the glory. Don't you worry. Thank you. That was a brilliant, brilliant night out. Oh, good. Couldn't have been better. I just was very unprepared because he's a man. He didn't tell me what it was, really. He told me it was a gig. And I don't have a good track record of gigs. Like, every no. gig I've been to, I've ended up, like, getting in a fucking scrap, <laughs> which is not like me. But I don't get it. I just don't get gigs. Like... I've only been to like electronic gigs. Like I'm not. I'm never going to go to an indie band. But like I've only been to like electronic gigs, electronic music gigs, and I don't get it how people are content standing and not dancing, all facing the same way, looking at the music uh-huh. but not fucking dancing. Yeah, I don't get it. And so I've always gotten beef because I've always like tried to push to the front, and people don't like that apparently. But I'm just like, where's the dancing at? Yeah. Anyway, so I thought it was going to be a, a gig. Uh-huh. And it wasn't, it was It was amazing, it was perfect, it was so good, it was not, everyone dancing, having a good time. People were really going for it, and like, it was just nice to look around and seeing people like, this is your fucking Friday night out, mm. and you're fucking having it. Fuck it, yeah. And you have your fucking tits gurning off your nut. Yeah. It was a really nice thing, I'd, I'd definitely go to another one, it was incredible. So, shout out to Fabio Groove Rider <laughs> and Lara. And Ashley, for booking the tickets. But one just quick thing on that, like, how was Ashley's uh, video skills? (sighs) Mate. (laughs) Mate. So, really nice thing to do with your husband. I could never be with a partner who wouldn't go, wouldn't rave with me. Like, I want to rave forever uh, in some way. Maybe not... (laughs) very frequently but I want to be with my partner and go and have a rave because it's amazing but we had an argument because I thought great you know what I'm going to get him to record me so I've got a bit of content for the pod and I've got me dancing I'm not a good dancer but I thought I'd bop along he can film me from behind and have the stage in front and oh my god the amount of times he tried the quality of the video that came out was appalling he was filming the girl next to me by accident <laughs> And to be fair to him, he had just had an allergic reaction to some to some cold tablets and his eyes had swollen up, so that wasn't a good vibe. But oh, it was the girl next to me. <laughs> and when I kicked off about it, he was like, oh, I don't want to be filming. I'm like, 20 fucking seconds out of a two-hour set. You can film yeah. me from behind. Anyway, he tried yeah. about three times. And in the end, I was like, I'm going to actually lose my shit because... 
I'm, I'm not somebody that asks for loads of photos of, of me. In fact, there's hardly any photos. No, you're not. Never. And I'm, and I'm not one that's ever, ever asked for somebody to film me dancing. I mean, that's never happened before. But I thought, for ever. the pod, I'll do something. No, no. I might as well have asked a random stranger or a random girl. I kept thinking, if fucking Lara's here, she'd be able to film me all right. You would have got exactly the snap Oh, on. I would have. It would have been the best back of the head, back of the body shot with the rave going on from the background. Mate. There would have been a drop. There would have been drama. Totally, totally, totally. Like, I would have got the money shot. Yeah. You were sending me the videos that he was, at the time, you were like, look at what this fucking man is doing. He's, I, oh, my God, it was, it was actually it, cracking me up. I think we should, should we put them on uh, our Instagram so people can yeah. see the state of what he was recording? We'll do a reel. Should we do that? Well, I tried to make them better by cutting the girl out next to me. But if you actually see the video, I don't know if I've got the whole version now, but we'll put them, what we got on Instagram. But if you were to actually see the whole video, it was the girl next to me. <laughs> and the floor. I saw the floor. A lot of the floor. <laughs> Very odd. I don't know why. He's so good at taking pictures of things. Just not of me. <laughs> but I do love that man very much. And it is, I do think it's romantic, drum and bass with a partner. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, you are lucky to have a man like Ash. Man like Ash, though. <laughs> Asher D. I know, I'm really lucky. Really lucky. I, I can't actually believe that I just literally met Ashley organically on a night out when we were all out in Brixton once. And I saw him across the road and I looked at him and I thought, that man is mine. And then years later... I remember so clearly. Me and you walked in together. Yeah. And we walked past him and I... And in the time that I had gone to the toilet, went for a wee, came back, you had gone to the bar, got a drink and had already cornered him. And that was it. That... I just knew. I knew. It was like love at first sight. I saw that man and I was like, that man is mine. And I had this pull this magnetic pull that made me go over and chat to him yeah. and the rest is history but it's mad because I had such do you remember I had the man list of really important qualities that a man must have in order for me to date them uh, I mean yeah I mean I remember that we used to quiz anyone that we cornered at any house party or whatever on the man list as a collective right it all started because I was with three guys in the office once and we ordered in some beers because we were working late mm -hmm. and we didn't have a bottle opener. And I was with three guys and I said, it's okay, I've got a lighter. So I went to give them the lighter and the bottle of beer and none of them could open a bottle of beer with a lighter. Wow. And it made me think, my future husband <laughs> must be able to open a bottle with a lighter. It uh -huh. might seem like a little thing, but if you're going out of a raver, I kid you not, they will definitely know how to open a bottle with a lighter. 100. Or with any instrument going, you know. Yeah. So I, that became sort of number one on this man uh -huh. list that I made and we all added to and everyone borrowed. Just so, on that, do you, <laughs> I just had a memory, because sometimes, and I'm not in support of this, sometimes that thing that they'll use to open the bottle is their teeth. Right, and I don't like that, but do you remember <laughs> our old friend when he bashed his tooth on the, on the wine bottle? Were you there? No, I don't remember that. No, I don't like the teeth. Oh my God, he nearly knocked his tooth out trying to open a bottle of wine with his teeth and I was like, what are you doing? And he basically nearly broke his mouth and tooth. It was quite, anyway, I just had a flashback of that. But yeah, the teeth is not, not hot. 
not hot, guys. But, I mean, everyone's given it a go with their teeth, haven't they? It's not a good look, <laughs> and it's not on the man list. No. But other things that were on the man list, which, honestly, genuinely, I thought these were really important qualities of a man. Like, I could not date a man that orders a steak well done. It has <laughs> to be at least medium rare. Like, that is not attractive. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Also, a man that can change a tyre. Like, mm-hmm. I can't bear the thought of, like, having a man next to me, having a flat tyre, and him being like... I don't know what to do. Like, I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. What are you? You have one job. <laughs> you have one job. Yeah, you put the petrol in the car, you take the bins and you fucking change the tyre. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and then there is no way I'm dating a man. I was going to say that takes me to a, a curry house, but I don't know about a curry house for a first date anyway. But anyway, curry house and orders a korma. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Imagine going for a curry and the guy orders a fucking korma. I mean, I wouldn't mind because then at least I could have some. I mean, I probably would have. All, I'm already ordering a korma, so. I just think a woman ordering a korma and a man ordering a korma are two very different things. For me. I do actually totally it's agree. Not, yeah, it's not a good look for a guy. But yeah, there was loads of. I liked a man that drank red striped beer because I like. I like a man that likes carnival and like a bit of a party. Yeah. And I feel like red stripe sums that up. You know, that's a summer vibe right there. Yeah, and then of course my type was somebody that was like I liked somebody that was a, was a stoner, but isn't a stoner anymore, uh-huh. and so therefore has the mentality of like calm, cool, whatever. But I also don't want someone that's addicted to drugs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, the man list always was and still is must be able to roll a joint. <laughs> not because I even want, not even because I even like, I 100% don't want a stoner these days. Oh my God, like absolutely not. Like I told you the other day, I got offered to wake and bake on a Monday morning and I thought, no, no, bruv, we've moved on from there. But yeah, like it is... A little bit of a turn off, I'm not going to lie, when a guy's like, I don't know how to roll it. And I'm like, what? How am I the only person that knows how yeah. to roll around here? Like, that's not acceptable. Yeah. What were you doing when you were 14 years old, hanging out after school? Why don't you know how to roll a joint? Yeah, what's wrong with you? you know, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why, when you were 16 years old, weren't you sitting in your bedroom with your mates, zoo after zoo? What? I don't know if we've got things in common, because that's what I fucking did. Totally. No, I get that. I totally get that. And another one that I added, quite late, actually, but I think is a good one. I like a man that can mix music, obviously. <laughs> Not mixing cake batter. You know, but, you know, I like, <laughs> I like a man that can mix some tunes. I just think that's... I think that's more... Not a need, but more I find that attractive. Yeah, that's hot. It is hot. Your guy, Asher D, can mix a tune, right? He can, and that was a little added bonus. I didn't know that at the time. But, of course, uh-huh. when I met Ashley, I did the man list. Within about five minutes of meeting him, he scored really high. I was like, wait, we're on to, we're on to good things here. And uh, <laughs> that's why I'm married. But I'll tell you something, out of all of it, the most important is he needs to have a fucking good credit score. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Finding a man with all of them things on the man list and then a good credit score impossible and I found one so I'm holding on tight to him thank you very much yeah yeah I don't blame you I'm just trying to think if there's any others that were like super key for me certainly like in line with being able to change a tire was definitely being able to make a fire you know you can get that shit done get the barbecue going and also just put up like the basic shelf just these kind of like DIY bits 
I know it's very conformist, mm. kind of old. Blue jobs, they call them, the male jobs. Oh, really? Blue jobs, really? yeah. Blue, blue jobs. jobs. Blue jobs are now becoming sort of mixed, but yeah, blue jobs, they call it. So they do the blue jobs and we give them blow jobs. <laughs> they wish. <laughs> <laughs> they wish. <laughs> That's the trade, isn't it? No, Jay. <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> Cool. (laughs) But Lara, I've been meaning to tell you something. I've got something exciting to tell you. Okay. Have you heard of a pair ring? Pairing. So there's this like new pairing. Pair ring or pairing? P E A R ring. Okay. I'm guessing that you haven't by your reaction, right? (laughs) Basically, because people are done with the Tinder and the dating apps. Uh-huh. There's a experiment, well they call it experiment, where mm-hmm. you buy this ring and you put it on your finger and it tells everyone that you're single. And everybody that's single wears a ring, this ring, so that people then know you're single and you're up for meeting somebody. So if you see someone else with the ring on, you've then got a green card to go and chat to them. What if you don't want to chat to that person and then you want to be able to say, actually, I um taken? Because you're creeping me out. Oh, good point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um, you like, but what about the ring? You're wearing the ring. Oh, I forgot to take it off. I'm actually married. <laughs> yeah, good point, actually. I just like the colour. Yeah. What about all the times when you want to say, I'm in a relationship. Sorry about that. Not available to the guy at the bus stop. <laughs> Not available. <laughs> yeah. What are you wearing the ring? <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. I don't know about that. But the idea is that people don't use the dating apps and instead they got a ring on. That's the cynic in me. That's the cynic in me, right? Like, I should be thinking, oh, what an amazing opportunity. But I'm like, oh, but what about the creeps? <laughs> yeah, I do. I wasn't thinking that. I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> Shows where my head's at. <laughs> it is good, it is good. The thing is, realistically, it's fucking hard to meet somebody when you're at a rave, isn't it? Although, that being said... It is. That being said, I did it... I, did, I met my first ever boyfriend in fabric in the unisex toilets because I needed somebody to help me <laughs> help a stranger wash her feet and I needed somebody to push the button as I held the stranger's feet up that were dirty because she needed to she needed to wash them for some reason and oh my god are you joking that's how I turned to him and said excuse me can you help me wash this friend although I'd met her about three minutes before (laughs) and feet and he said yeah and then that's how um we met and then we were together for six years and because of him lots of amazing lovely things happened including you and me Uh and everybody our massive big friendship group Uh all came by all the girls going out with all the boys and so forth and we became one big amazing team Uh uh-huh totally it was one big happy weird family and what I think is so amazing is how those none of them boys, there was what about ten of them are in our lives at all anymore. But it brought yeah. all of us girls together yeah. from different corners of yeah. of our lives. That's how we know our best friends. Literally, there's like nine of us girls, and all of us know each other through like the boys having kind of dated each of these individual boys in this group and yeah now all of us girls are, are still so tight best 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 friends yeah. and we don't know the boys anymore no 
We got rid of the boys and we, we just got them out when we realised that we didn't need anyone else. We had each other. Yeah. I think we all became single around the same time as well. It was really close in time. Well, it was about 18 that we were all kind of dating them, you know, 17, yeah. 18, 19, whatever. We all broke up around early 20s. Yeah, we all had quite long relationships, three years, four years, five years, six years in your case with them. And then... Yeah, we all moved on, but as best friends forever. Forever. It couldn't have gone any better, really. Yeah, it's amazing. But I tell you what, I was talking to uh, one of our good friends the other day about love meeting meeting people at raves and love at the rave because it is it's not something you go out to at the rave to meet to meet somebody. Do you know what I mean? It just happens. Uh-huh. In fact, on the way to the fabric that I went where I met my ex. On the way, my friend that I went with said, do you know, they met at a rave. And I I said out loud, oh, yeah, but that doesn't happen. Like, I just, in my head, it was like, you're not going to a rave to meet a guy. Do you know what I mean? Going to a rave. That was just what my brain was thinking. And that day I met, that night I met met him. So. That is crazy. You know, it isn't. Yeah, and I think loads of people have met at Fabric as well. Well, one of our listeners, mm-hmm. Danny, shout out Danny. She, Woo. you know, I put a story out asking for people's stories and I had a, a few back and one of them uh, was this girl, Danny, Daniela. She, I already checked where I could, I could share her name, but she told me a great story. She uh, was in Milan when she was 16 and she discovered this, uh, her first ever rave night, right? We've already spoken about, about, about that on the pod when you are used to going to bougie clubs and then you finally, or like, you know, teen clubs, whatever, and then you just discover your first rave and she was in Milan she grew up in Milan and uh, there was this one night I think she said it was called crush with a k and once she discovered it she never ever looked back but in this club she met a guy who would then become her husband cute yeah so it does happen very cute so there is so much more that we can talk about on this subject. Honestly, this is hilarious. There's so much that we can chat about. So let's hold it there for now. And uh-huh. We'll come back to it in two weeks because everyone needs to hear these stories. So thanks for listening, guys. Hold tight and we'll see you in two weeks. Part two incoming. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.